Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Good afternoon and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're working hard to improve our financial IQ on this show. Uh, Total Wealth Academy is an education and mentoring program for people who want to learn how to use real estate to build a second stream of income. It's based off of a principle that Warren Buffett brought up, I don't know how long ago, 30, 40 years ago, where he said, never rely on a sole source of income like a job. Always invest to build a second stream of income. And that's what we do at Total Wealth Academy. We invest in single family homes, small apartment complexes, big 500 unit apartment complexes, self-storage, senior living, anything that produces cash flow. And cash flow is important because most people are speculators not investors. If you have money in the stock market, gold, silver, crypto, you're a speculator, not an investor. And that can irritate people. But remember, investments make you money the day you buy them. Speculation is when you have to wait to make money. You're hoping you're going to make money. When we buy real estate, we make money the day we purchase it and we get cash flow, sometimes monthly, sometimes quarterly, sometimes annually, but we are, it produces cash flow. And this is what Warren Buffett was talking about. He said, build a second stream of income. And then a bunch of people go buy stocks. It's like, well, those don't produce income, so that doesn't count. Gold doesn't produce income. Silver, crypto, it doesn't produce residual income. And that's what he was talking about. Uh, our members pool together to buy these big 500-unit apartment complexes. Uh, a lot of people think that just, you know, they see an apartment complex, they think one company or one individual owns it. That's not how it works. There may be 30 or 40 members of Total Wealth Academy that pool their money passively, give it to a sponsor, and the sponsor goes out and purchases the property and manages it and they just get checks in the mail quarterly or annually because they're the passive investors. So that's what we do at Total Wealth Academy. Today, I'm excited to talk because it's a subject that I really enjoy talking about because if I do this correctly, I want this to be extremely encouraging because a lot of people judge themselves incorrectly and they judge themselves on results which is what you should do but you have to kind of take a step backwards and look at your actions and what I'm talking about is the fact that everybody every person listening to this show right now is successful. 
When I say that, a lot of you start beating yourself up. And you say, what are you talking about? I'm listening to your show because I'm not in the financial position I want to be in. Why do you say I'm successful? See, that's a result. Not being in the financial position you want to be in is a result of your actions from the past. However, as weird as this sounds, you may have been successful at a lot of things. Let me give you a few examples. Now remember my sales pitch. You are a successful person. You were given a map. We talk about this all the time. You were given a map. Go to high school, graduate high school, go to college, graduate college, get a job, work for 40, 45 years, scrimp and save in IRAs and 401ks, retire and live off your savings. That's the model or the map that we're given. You're also told to find a pretty wife, buy a big house, get a fancy car. And here's my argument. Most of you did everything you were told. If you graduated high school, that's success. You succeeded at what you were told to do. Those of you that went to college, even if it was one year, two years, or you graduated, that's success. Now, some of you may say, well, if you went two years and quit, that's not success. No, you successfully got into school and you successfully went through two years. That is a form of success. Now, I would say that if you got a degree, you could argue that's a bigger success than going two years and quitting, but it's still success. Then you were told to get a job and you went out and got a job. If you've maintained a job with the same company for two years, you're a success. For five years, you're a success. For 10 years, you're successful at getting a job and keeping it. You're successful. How many of you have a pretty wife or a handsome husband? You're successful. How many of you have had kids? You successfully had kids. How many of you have money in an IRA or 401k? You're successful at what you were told to do. Now you may say, I don't have enough money. Okay, let's not worry about that yet. But that was what you were told to do and you succeeded at it. How many of you have a nice home? That's success. See, you are a very accomplished and successful person. But you analyze the results and go, I'm not successful. You say, I'm not in the financial position I want to be in. There's a very subtle point that I'm trying to make. 
you are successful, but is it not possible that you are successful at things that are ineffective? Ineffective. But what I don't want you doing is beating yourself up and going, it's all my fault. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I got the wrong attitude or all that garbage. No, you are successful just at ineffective things, things that will never get you to your actual goals. We'll talk more about this when we come back from the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thank you for listening. If you have money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Sorry, I was answering an email. Um, my email is open to you right now. Uh, during, this, during this show, if you've got a question for me about anything to do with real estate investing or building that second stream of income, apartments, self-storage, RV parks, uh, you let me know. Um, this first question was very personal, so I'm not going to go over it on the air. Um, but I'll tell you the answer. Yes. That was the answer. Yes. <laughs> um, but if you've got a question for me, email me. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Steve at totalwealthacademy.com. You may also also call in. It's 281 558 Five seven three eight two eight one five five eight K S E V. You're listening to AM seven hundred K S E V, so that's pretty easy to remember. Um, if you feel like you've got a dumb question, use a fake name. But I promise you, that dumb question that you think is dumb may be the question that, when you get the answer, allows you to move forward towards your goal. Don't ever forget that I was just a health club instructor when I started investing in real estate. If anybody asked dumb questions at the beginning, it was me, because I asked everything. Um, so please, give me a buzz, 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. All right, so we're talking about success, and my argument is that all of you are successful. The problem is because you were given an ineffective map, you're not getting where you want to be. And it reminds me of when I was at Texas A&M and I went to my counselor, Lieutenant Purdy, and I said, Lieutenant Purdy, where are the classes on getting rich? He goes, there are none. I quit school right then. 
done because my goal was to be wealthy. And it suddenly I suddenly realized that that's not what college is designed for. College is designed to get you a high-paying job. And very, very few people with jobs ever get rich. Very few. It's not even one out of a thousand. Um, it's, it's low. <laughs> so I realized I had to quit school and go do something that would make me rich. I had to be in the right vehicle. So why am I spending time on this? Because a lot of you think you wouldn't be successful real estate investors. You're saying to yourself, I'm 40 plus, I've worked for 20 years, I'm not in the financial position I wanna be in, I guess I'm just not successful. That's BS. You are successful just at ineffective things. So what I want you to do is go back to age eight and pretend for a moment that I'm your father and that Josie, my wife, is your mother. And from age eight forward, your mom and dad keep telling you, you gotta build a second stream of income when you turn nine, we remind you, got to build a second stream of income. When you're 10, we tell you, the reason we have so much time together, the reason we travel, the reason we can do what we want to, when we want to, is because of a second stream of income. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Every year, we, we smash it into your head that you have to have a second stream of income. If that had happened to you, does it make sense when I say you would have had a different map? It's different, isn't it? We would have told you, only go to college if the career that you want requires a college degree. Otherwise, do as Andrew Carnegie said, go to college, don't take any of the courses that they require, only take the courses that you need to go into the business that you want and quit. How many of you knew Andrew Carnegie said that? Probably not many of you. Everybody thinks a degree is important. I have never in my life been asked if I have a degree except for people, you know, friends that are just curious or whatever. Never in a business transaction has anybody ever looked at me and said, you got a degree? Never. Nobody cares except for employers if you want to just have a job. Some of them care. But in the outside world, the real world, nobody cares. The other one, has anybody ever asked you what your grades were? Nobody cares. Remember how important grades were at the time? I gotta have these perfect grades, I gotta have Have you ever been asked what your grades were? I love this joke 
and I, I don't know if I'm getting it right, so bear with me. You'll still get it. I just don't deliver it perfectly. What do you call the individual with the lowest passing grades, lowest passing grades at medical school? You call him doctor. But he had the lowest grades possible. You don't know that. Your doctor could have been the worst student in the whole medical school, the lowest passing grades there. You still call him doctor. So nobody cares. Out what I'll call the real world. Having a job is, well, that's not the real world. That's just, that's just something you do to get by. You have a job. Pay the bills, and that's always what it is, isn't it? Just over broke, J-O-B, just over broke. If you want to build wealth, when you get out into that world or this world, nobody cares what your grades were. Nobody cares what college you went to. They look at results. So, if you had been told from age eight, every year, year after year after year after year, that you were supposed to have a second stream of income, do you know what you would have right now? A second stream of income. You were just never told. You were given an ineffective map. You busted your butt because you believed the people that told you, your parents, high school teachers, college professors, financial planners, they all told you that map and you believed them. But if you're 40 plus and you've worked 20 plus years and you're still not in the financial position that you want to be in, does it make sense when I say you're highly successful at ineffective things? But do not put yourself down and go, oh, well, I'm, I'm broke. I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm... Those are results. You were successful at the wrong things. But you've got to give yourself credit. You did what you were told. You succeeded at what you were told. The problem is, what you were told could never, ever get you in the financial position you want to be in. So you feel like a failure. I don't want any of you feeling like a failure. Don't do it. And remember, you're doing it to yourself. I'm obviously not doing it. Nobody else is doing it. Plus, what do you care what other people think? If you care what other people think, you got an ego problem. You don't care what other people think. So if you get control of your ego and you say, man, I only care what I think, and you stop calling yourself a loser, you stop calling yourself a failure, the path to success opens up. Real success, I should say. Effective success. It opens up. So I want every one of you to take a good hard look at your life this evening 
or tomorrow morning or as soon as you can spend some time on it. You may even want to get a pad of paper and write down all of your successes and focus on all those successes. Don't worry about the results you got from it. Were you successful? Did you successfully complete high school? Did you successfully go to college? Did you successfully get a job and keep it? Did you successfully start saving in an IRA or 401k? Those are all successes. Did you buy a house? That's a success. Did you get married to somebody you love and care about? That's a success. Did you have kids? That's success. You are successful and you can be just as successful at real estate investing. All right, this is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. The stock market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and the phone lines are open. It's 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV, or please feel free to email me. If you don't want me to use your name, just put anonymous in the subject line, anonymous, because I've read through emails and then at the bottom it says anonymous, but I've already given the name. So please make sure anonymous is in the subject line and I will answer your question. And if I don't get to it on the air, I promise you, I will answer it myself after the radio show. So it's steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Okay. Um, so we've hit this point, and I, if I've done an effective job, I hope that you feel good. And here's another reason why it's so important. I think it was Andre Agassi, tennis player, who was having some troubles. He had gone from first in the world to like fourth or fifth, and he couldn't understand why. So what he did was he hired Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins, to consult him. Tony would ask him, you know, what are you thinking about right before you get on that court? Agassi, and I hope I'm saying his name right, please forgive me if I'm not. Agassi said to him, I'm thinking about the last time I lost. Then Tony said, well, let's think about the last time you won. What were you thinking before that match? And 
Agassi said, you know, I was thinking, why did this guy even show up? I'm going to destroy him. Can you see why Agassi was losing? Where was his focus? His focus was on his failures. Right before that match, he was envisioning himself in past matches losing. And he continued to lose. So Tony consulted with him. I wanted, I don't remember how long it took. It was a short period. I think it was like 30 days. So you can assume Tony probably met with him four or five times during that 30-day period and got Agassi to refocus on his successes, the wins from the past. And guess what? You got it. He went back to number one. Stephen Covey tells a similar story where his son was playing football and he started losing. He was a quarterback. And they started losing. He started throwing interceptions. And he really thought it was over. You know, it's like, man, I just lo- I've lost it. Well, when Stephen Covey spoke with his son, he found out that his son was focusing on the last time he threw an interception. So right before he would throw, he would be thinking about the last interception he threw. And of course, what would he throw? An interception. So what they did, it's a thing called anchoring. Anchoring is when you take something, really can be anything. Tony Robbins uses his, he takes and pinches his right, you know, between his thumb and his forefinger. He pinches that before he goes on stage really hard. And what it does, it gets him into a familiar state where he remembers his successes on the stage and he's able to go out and perform. So what they did, what Covey's did was he got his son a rubber band and said, put this around your uh, wrist and right before each down, I want you to pop that rubber band so that it hurts a little and I want you to think about the last time you threw a touchdown pass. The very first game that he used that technique, he threw no interceptions and won the game. A anchor is, is all, anchors are all over the place. Let me give you one that you may be familiar with. Have you ever said something to your spouse and they give you a certain look and you know they're mad? That's an anchor. They can give you that look and you know you better walk on eggshells from this point forward. (laughs) That's an anchor. So it's nothing that you've not experienced. We all have hundreds of anchors. Um, Movies use anchors uh, to get you emotionally involved in them. Everybody has anchors. But what you do is you need an anchor for your successes. It could be Tony Robbins' pinch between your thumb and your forefinger to remind yourself of your successes. 
And when you focus on your successes, lots of things change. One of the big ones is worry goes away. Remember, worry is without a doubt the most useless, debilitating waste of time on the planet. If you worry about your finances, that is time and energy that you just wasted that should have been spent on what? Solving the problem. This is the difference between proactive and reactive people. Reactive people worry, they blame others, and they complain. Why? Because our effort-minimizing brain wants to do the least effort, and when something goes wrong, solving the problem takes a lot of effort, but complaining about it doesn't take that much effort. So that's what your brain wants to do. That's why these anchors work. If you pinch, you know, every time you succeed at something, you pinch your hand like Tony Robbins does. Eventually, every time you pinch your hand, you remember your successes. Now, I've done a poor job of explaining anchors the way they should be explained. I suggest that you pick up a copy of Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins, the book Unlimited Power. If you can get it in Kindle, do so. And just type in anchors and go read all the sections in the book about anchors. You may need to get his second book as well, which is um, Awaken the Giant Within. But with unlimited power and awaken the giant within, you can get your focus on your successes and this will give you the confidence to make new decisions, to make changes in your life, to believe that you can be a successful real estate investor. Without them, if you just analyze your life as success or failure, and you base it on the results you've gotten so far, and you haven't gotten the results that you want, and you call yourself a failure, it's going to debilitate you and slow you down. No. You want to do the opposite. You want to anchor yourself to your successes. I'm telling you this right now. If you have had the same job for two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. That was harder than running a 500 unit apartment complex. Way harder. Keeping a job, the politics, the marketplace, the he said, she said crap, the competition. If you can keep a job, Running an apartment complex will be a joke to you. Running 20 single family houses will be a joke to you. It's so much easier than dealing with corporate America crap. It's ridiculous. But again, if you look at yourself as a failure because you haven't gotten the financial results that you want, 
you're going to say, oh, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not disciplined enough. And all that stuff is crap. I mean, think of the discipline. Some of you are at jobs you don't like. A lot of you. Yet you get up every day and go. Do you know what that's called? Discipline. Discipline. You are highly disciplined. You're going to a job you hate, working with people you don't like, not being paid what you should be, and you keep going. That's discipline. Don't tell me you're not disciplined. You are. Because I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go to a job I hate, work with people I don't like on a corporate mission statement I don't agree with. But you do. You are disciplined and you are successful. We just need to get you on the right track, on the right map, and get you successful at things that will make a difference in your life. And that's what we do at Total Wealth Academy. All right, we'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. We are in the final segment. So if you've got a question for me, please call within the next two minutes. Next two minutes so we have plenty of time to answer the question. Because as a rule, when people call up, they ask one question, the answer leads to a second or third. So it's 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. You're listening to AM 700 KSEV. Should be easy to remember. 281-558-KSEV. Or email me. Put anonymous, if you don't want me to use your name, in the subject line. Anonymous in the subject line. Then put your question in the body. It is steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Steve at totalwealthacademy.com and remember that email is open to you 24 hours a day 7 days a week Um, not just during the show so if you're somewhere where you can't email me you're in a car, it's not safe um, please save your question it's my email's easy, it's just steve at totalwealthacademy name of the show, totalwealthacademy.com remember the academy all right, let's go to the emails now. I've got ooh, quite a few here. Let's see. This first one is just a landlording question, I think. Hmm. All right, this is from Wynn. Um, yeah. Okay, Wynn. You're buying a property with a tenant 
who hasn't paid 12 of the last 36 months, um, do not close on this property. Get the seller to evict them before you close. Get the seller to evict them before you close. If they can't get them out, that's telling you something. You're not going to be able to get them out either. So if they hit you with the excuse, oh, we can't get them out, say that I'm backing out. I don't care how much money you think you're going to make. If you've got it, they got a con man in there or con woman, um, do not close a deal with a bad tenant in place ever. Walk away from the deal. Or, which is, I've never had that happen. Always the tenant is, you know, the, the current owner busts their butt and gets them out of there. So you may have to put off closing for a month, but have the present owner evict those tenants so you don't take over and have to evict them and you don't end up with a con man who knows how to work the system and stay in there 60, 90 days. All right. Hope that helps when please do not close that deal with that tenant in there. Um, this next question, again, the email is open to you. It's Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Oh, this is an advertisement, sorry. This is an advertisement. Let's try it again. There's one. There's a real one. Um, Section 8 Housing. This is from Mr. Davis. Mr. Davis, um, I love Section 8 Housing and I hate Section 8 Housing. Um, you're going to have to run. As far as asking for the rent from Section 8 Housing, you really do need to run the comps. Now, the one good news, there's two, nope, just one. One piece of good news about dealing with Section 8, they generally go with the high rent in the neighborhood. So let's say the average is 2000 a month, but there's one that rented for $2,200 a month. They'll probably give you the $2,200 a month. The challenge is who you're leasing to. Remember, you are allowed to screen your tenants just like you would any tenant based on your paperwork or tenant qualification requirements. And that needs to be in writing. And it needs to be the same for Section 8 people as it is for regular people. No discrimination. The problem with Section 8 housing is that it harms the families that are on it. Um, this is going to be irritating to some people, but this is just my experience. I've dealt with 42 units, well, really closer to 50 units of Section 8 housing. And the daughter was on Section 8 housing. The mother was on Section 8 housing. The grandmother was on Section 8 housing. If the great-grandmother was alive, she would have been on Section 8 housing. Section 8 housing takes away a person's need to provide for themselves, effectively making them a slave to the system. So it's harmful in most cases. And yes, 
I say that strongly in most cases. But there are some really good people on Section 8 housing. I had three, maybe four. Um, coincidentally, they were all female, single moms the, with deadbeat dads. Um, husbands, I should say. Deadbeat husbands or boyfriends that wouldn't help them. And they were in college. And they were on Section 8 housing while they were in college. But two years later, three years later, when they graduated college and got a job, they got off Section 8 housing. That's how it's supposed to work. It's not supposed to be for generations, daughter, mother, grandmother, to live off of for all their lives. So I, one, I never let more than 10% of my portfolio be Section 8 housing. And two, screen them the exact same way you would any other tenant. And make sure that you're not plopping somebody in there that's been on Section 8 housing for generations. It's really harming them. So there's my opinion on Section 8 housing. Um, do not also, this is another sales pitch that's total BS. Oh, it's the government. Since it's the government, they always have the rent and it's always paid on time. BS, it's not. We literally had tenants who would break a window, report it to Section 8. Before we could get the window fixed, they wouldn't even report it to us. We'd have to find out after Section 8 refused to pay us that month. Say, why didn't you pay us? Oh, you got a broken window. Well, he didn't, you know, the tenant didn't report it. We didn't know. Tough cookies. They don't care. I think one time on the 42 unit, they didn't pay us on 18 units in one month. And we would go fix the window. It'd take us 30 to 60 days before they'd pay the back rent. And then the tenant would break the window again because he was selling drugs out his window. And then Section 8 wouldn't pay us again. So to me, Section 8 is high risk. It's damaging to the people that are on it in most cases. Just don't like it. But if you're going to do it for the right people, it's a great thing. But that's for people who are only going to be on it two or three years. Or if they're disabled and they're going to be on it all their life, that's fine. I'm talking about that daughter, mom, and grandmother. They were fit and able to work. And they were still on Section 8 housing. So there's my opinions on Section 8 housing. Hope that helps. All right. Phone lines are open 281. Oh, nope. No, they're not. We don't have time. My email is still open to you. It is steve at Total Wealth Academy. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Sorry, I forgot to say that. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Now, this is from Tony. How to vacate... Uh, 15 month-to-month tenants for renovations. Um, Okay, good. You took a reserve in for all 15 units, so you've got the money to do all 15. I would... Tony, this is how I've done it. First off, the minute you start rehabbing a 
bunch of those people are going to move. I would say anywhere from 30 to 40% of them are going to move because they know you're going to raise the rent. They're going to move out. Guess which units you rehab first? (laughs) Those. And then what you do is you go to the other, let's say 10 are left. You go to the other 10 individually and you ask them, do you want to stay? If they say, yes, we want to stay, are you willing to pay the higher rent? Yes. Move them into one of the units you just rehabbed and then rehab their unit. And just do that until all 15 are complete. It's going to be a lot of work. It's very tough, but Tony, you can do it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.